Yeah, you may as well just keep it unmuted for the whole thing. Like, otherwise it might sound a bit too strange. I was just cracking up my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want that to be the back of the go. No, fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. All right, welcome back, everybody, to MMA Casuals. Um, it's been a little while, but we're super excited to get back into the studio. I've got, of course, my co-host, Steve Mulali. Uh, I'm Nick Woodley and we cannot wait to bring you this week's packed episode of MMA Casuals for UFC 267, um, Blakovic and Teixeira. Steve, it's been a while mate, how the fuck are you? I'm absolutely fantastic Nick, thank you very much for asking. Um, it has been a bit of a while, possibly too long, but hey, we've chosen a good time to come back in. Um, we're blessed this weekend and the following weekend with some extremely good card so I'm just very excited to get stuck in and kind of see what your thoughts are and kind of you know hash it out absolutely we have missed some big ones as well I feel like we missed a uh, a golden opportunity to revo- to rev- um, review the Alexander Volkanovsky versus Brian Ortega card that was absolutely huge at UFC 266 um, with some absolutely stellar performances on that card but nonetheless we're back at this one um, we're obviously just going to run through the main card again tonight uh, and talk a bit of shit. And then maybe at the end, we give our casual opinion on some upsets that we think can happen on the night. Um, who's bringing the X Factor? What could be the fight of the night? And then I'm pretty keen to talk about some, the new pound-for-pound pound rankings. I can see John Jones keeps moving down a bit. Um, mm-hmm. How does that sit with you, Steve? Yeah, 100%, mate. Um, I've seen that he dropped them possibly, was it two places, which is... Interesting, but also completely understandable, considering he hasn't fought. But yeah, that that's definitely something I'm keen to look into. Absolutely, and I'd say he'd have his eyes peeled for this uh, fight card as well, because obviously he's had a pretty solid victory over Glover Teixeira, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's interested to see how Jan faces against him as well. So we'll do a quick run-through. Um, obviously, we're covering the main card this time. Um, to start us off, we've actually got a light heavyweight bout, funnily enough. Um, we've got the Magomed Anakilev versus Volkan Ozdemir, uh, followed by Li Jingliang and Kamzat Chemaev in the welterweight. And we move up to Alexander Volkov and Marcin Tybura in the heavyweight, followed by what I feel is the people's main event, Islam Makhachev versus New Zealand's own Dan Hooker in the lightweight division, um, followed by a title shot for the interim uh, bantamweight belt between Peter Yan, Corey Sanhagen, and then obviously the main event of the evening, Jan Blachowicz tries to defend his title against Glover Teixeira. Which fight are you looking forward to most, Steve? Oh, mate, to be honest, it's not the hardest decision, but there is quite a few good fights there that we can look forward to. Um, obviously, the one that we all need to be looking for is main man Dan Hooker versus Islam Makachev. <laughs> um, it's a very, very tough fight to choose. Um who you would think will win. We all know who we want to win, which is Hangman Hooker. <laughs> but yeah, it's very, very interesting, that one. Um, obviously, Islam has had quite a decent run. I think he's 20 to 1. And Hooker is just, as he said, he's going to burn the boats. So, you know, he's not afraid of any kind of fight. So, yeah, that's the one I'm most excited for. Um, this is the one I'll definitely be mostly on the edge of my seat for. But... Yeah, there's definitely a few other fights in there that we, we can look forward to. you got Hamza is fighting. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier that he was going to maybe be a bit of issues with wit, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, Peter Jan and Corey Sandhagen. Whoa. Holy God, that's Whoa. absolute fire. I'm literally, again, that's a tough one to call, but hey, it's going to be 
friggin' amazing. And then the main fight, you got Jan versus Glover. Um, you know, that's, that's very, very interesting. It's probably Glover's last chance at a title fight. Um, would, yeah. Me personally, that's that's where I'm at. I, I love them ones. It's like, to me, it's like, <laughs> this is it. This is do or die, mate. You're going to do it or you're not. And yeah, it's very, very, very interesting card. So very, very keen to get stuck into it. Absolutely, and you'd think if Dan if Dan Hooker is burning the boats, then then Glover Teixeira is burning the fleet, mate. This is this is really his last shot to go for glory, um, and he's an absolute veteran of the sport. I'm a big fan. Uh, I don't think you can follow the UFC without being a Glover Teixeira fan. So keen to delve into that a little bit deeper um, and hear your casual opinion, of course. Um, but let's start us off. Let's go straight into the first card on the main event. This is a really early card for us as well in New Zealand. I think the main card's scheduled for about 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Yep. Um, so we're going to have to nurse the beers on, on Saturday instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of doing what we always do, you know. Um, so it'll be bright and early. Peanut butter toast in bed for this one. Straight into the main event. Magomed Anakalev versus Volkan Ozdemir. Coming in, light heavyweight. Volkan has sort of been a gatekeeper, gatekeeper of this division, I feel, for a little while. And Magomed is sort of someone who's had a pretty significant run. He's coming in nine KOs uh, and a couple of decision wins as well. He's had one haunting loss um, that sort of came at the end of round three at like 10 seconds to go um, on the record. But apart from that, I mean, looking at Volkan, again, he's that sort of solid performer um, in the light heavyweight division where if you want to be successful and you sort of want to be in that top 10 um, then Volkan's going to be a good matchup for you to sort of really prove yourself. Um, and he's coming in at 17 wins, 5 losses. So yeah, I mean, um, where did you want to sort of start on this one? I'm happy to, to kick off Steve, or did you want to give you a little spiel, mate? How are you sort of feeling about this fight? Yeah, man, this is quite an interesting one. Um, I'm not overly familiar um, with Volkan himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen one or two of his fights live, and he's like... Not the most exciting, but you know he's he's average. But mm-hmm. the the Magomed, he he is very very exciting. And as you mentioned previously, um, the one loss he does have that was against a, a good old Scottish man, right. um, Paul Craig, which yep. was that was intense. I think you know Magomed would have won it, um, but I think oh. it was 10, 15 seconds left, and yep. he caught him in a triangle. I think it was, and it was just yeah, you know, the the one thing that gets me was you know. Um, Magomed would have known there was 10 seconds left you heard it yeah so hey he knows yep. but that triangle must have been tied for him to tap so <laughs> it is one of them ones on your record where possibly he could have waited a bit longer and he still would have won it but you know um, the way I do see it going though um, just from having brief little clips on either or sorry both of their fights um, the one thing with Volkan he not that he holds his hands low, he just doesn't hold them necessarily up to his chin. Mm. Um, and the one thing about Magomed is he he does love a left high kick for some reason. He, oh, he yeah. just he he throws them out. So I just have a feeling that he might set a few up with the legs, with the body, just mm-hmm. to kind of keep Volkan interested. And then I think he's going to go high. And I'm not too sure what round, but I just have a feeling it's going to be maybe a very very. It's going to be a short night mm. um, for Volkan. Um, and I, I think Magomed will get it. Like, he was unlucky to lose the submission one. Yeah. But again, you know, you need to be 100% for the whole, however many rounds, three or five. So, yeah. you know, he, I'm sure he learned from it. But, yeah, I'd have to stick with Magomed. That's it. And look, he's, he's, he's had a, again, obviously, apart from that loss to the Scotsman, Craig, 
who's mm-hmm. obviously Jiu-Jitsu's got him in a good couple of wins now in the division after snapping the arm of, uh, was it Jemiah Hall in his last fight? Uh, and watching that flop around in there like a fish. So <laughs> it's, 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 you know, having a loss on the record to that guy is not, um, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And he's coming off, a, you know, he's had a solid win against Krilov, um, who sort of I would see as a tougher fight for Magomed than Volkan. Um, but yeah, agree with you, Steve. I, I think from where you're coming from there, look, that, that body kick's going to do some work, especially on a sort of chunky guy. Um, a little bit shorter, not by too much. Um, with Volcan, but look, I mean, you've got to give it to Volcan. He's he's been in the division for a while. He's four from his last six, I think. Um, and even before that, I mean, look, he's had some f- pretty fucking tough losses. To be to be honest with you, he's lost to Daniel Cormier, Anthony Smith, Dominic Reyes, and then Jerry Prokashka. I mean, that that is just those are four superstars of the division. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's it, that's, he hasn't had it easy. No, absolutely not. And look, I mean, he's, he's been in the division again for a little while now as well. So I think what he needs to do to get the win for this one, he just needs to get in close. He needs to get busy. Um, he needs to pop pop those punches instead of sort of, you know, worrying too much about the wrestling and the grappling and stuff. Um, and and try and just try and close the distance. I mean, I say that as if these guys aren't six foot two and six foot three, <laughs> 75 inch reach of an albatross, but... Look, Volkan, for him to get it done, he needs to get in close, get into the pocket, pop off his punches and pop out again. He needs to be the busier fighter. Um, and going off statistics, he, he has been the busier fighter compared to Magomed. But Magomed, look, he's he's just one of those crazy Russian wrestlers with some pretty immaculate striking. So he needs to keep the pace um, and keep up with Volkan at more of a range and then sort of use his wrestling to disengage and, and sort of get some ground and pound, break the clinch, or get back up, and then break it, and then rinse and repeat for three rounds. So, yeah, I don't know if he's going to stop Volkan. I know that you sort of reckon that he might be able to get a TK. Did you say TK? Were you picking Magomed TK? But, but potentially. Um, like, if it is going to come, it's going to be with the left kick. Um, mm. But it's, it's hard to know. Um, I, th- I think you're probably right in terms of a decision. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, I, I think you get it. Uh, I mean, look, you've got... Magomed coming in with nine KOs, Volkan coming in with twelve KOs. Look, it it mm-hmm. could easily be stopped. Yeah. Um, well, you know, if, especially if Volkan pushes the pace and Magomed can't keep up. But I think you're going to see classic Dagestani wrestlers, mate. I think they're going to he's going to try and wrestle early, set the pace, and keep it at range. Get him down, yeah. beat him up for a bit. He doesn't want to keep him against the cage because you know again that's where Volkan is going to come in with those short shots. Maybe try and cut him with some elbows. Um, so he's going to sort of want to try and keep him in, in the middle of the octagon, keep him down for as long as possible, get some significant strikes. I don't think it's going to be a pretty win because he knows how tough Volkan is, um, and he knows that he probably doesn't want to stand with him and strike. So, Yep, I'd have to agree, mate. Um, I don't know what to feed the Dagestanians, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not what I'm eating. There's not what you're eating, so hey, yeah. maybe one day we'll find out. Exactly, mate. There's something in the water, I'm telling you, and it's uh, 100%. Like, just looking at these guys, yeah, both ripped, both ready to get into it, um, yeah. and I'm excited. I think this is a, a fantastic opener for the main event. I agree, mate. I agree. Perfect. So moving on to our friend... Li Jing Liang, I love this guy. I think I think he has just got a, a country on his shoulders. He's got swagger. He was suited up to the nines at the press conference, looking all dapper. Um, <laughs> and this is what this is what you need coming up against Kamzat Chamaev. If you 
you know, Li Jiang, he was surprised that he was the underdog. If you have a look mm-hmm. at if you have a look at the odds, and then let's have a look, and you find it, and then Li Jingbian couldn't be, couldn't believe that he was the underdog. He he really believes that he is going to have an easy night at the office against Kamzat Shemaev. What are your thoughts? I'm I'm very interested because like I've watched Kamzat. I think he's had three or four fights in the UFC, maybe three. Three, I, I think. Yeah. 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 So like you know, he's obviously been absolutely dominant in them, but. They're very, very quick fights, so you know he. I we didn't see him in any kind of hassle, mm. um, you know, which is also commendable to himself. You know, he did very well to not put himself in that position or not be in that position. Yeah. Um. Even his previous fights, um, not one hundred percent sure what promotion they were with, but it was similar. He was just, as he says himself, smashing them. <laughs> um, but again, he's coming up now finally against. Someone with a bit of a, a backing behind them. Someone that's got mm. you know plenty of experience. Mm. Um, I think Lee is number eleven in the rankings. Um, yep. So obviously not you know overly high or anything, but you know he's he at least he's in the rankings, so it's going to give him a bit a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Um, the one thing that gets me is like, I think comes that justifiably um thinks very highly of himself yeah but but now he's finally coming up against someone that can throw hands he's got serious knockout apparently oh yeah um and he, he's put some people out in like spectacular fashion so like i i really like Kamza just because he he he's like the old mcgregor he says something he does it <laughs> I, i'm gonna eat him i'm gonna eat him and he, he just he, he does what he says he's gonna go and do it yeah so yeah i'm very interested but like any fighter, it's not just Kamza or even McGregor at that time, but anybody that's doing well and like chatting shit, I, I want to see them being troubled. I want to see them being put on the back foot, yeah. you know, being wobbled. Like, you know, you don't want to see people just smash people all the time. Mm. You need to see someone on the back foot. Um, yeah. yeah, so I'm excited, but I honestly can't see past Kamza. Um, he's got a bit of a, you think four or five inch reach advantage, yeah. two inch height advantage. I think that might play a factor, but it's going to be interesting because he's going to come out firing. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. But I have to go with Kamza, I think, on that one. What, what do you think, mate? Mate, look, I, I've just given it the big in for Lee, but I mean, shit. Kamza is is riding his own dick to. To no avail, mate. He's he's so confident. You're absolutely correct. He yeah. he he seems offended when people ask him questions about his opponents, and he's like, I don't care who it is. I'm just going to eat their heart. I'm going to smash this person. I'm going to, you know, re- wants to rearrange people's faces. He doesn't just want to fight. He wants to get in there and kill people. Um, and again, we have seen some pretty phenomenal performances in his UFC career. The one thing with this fight is that I think comes up out of anybody in the UFC who has had COVID. He he has been the most fucked up from the virus. I think he yes. was at a stage where he was spitting blood into a sink and, and sweating and he lost a whole bunch of weight and muscle. Um, so it'll be interesting to see sort of what the residual effects of that are. I know that, again, like Alexander Volkanovsky had COVID, uh, a couple of other fighters, Nunes had COVID, and they've sort of all bounced back in, in really good fashion. But I think Kamza was really affected by this. Um, and then sort of going back to what you were saying, look, um, I watched the weigh-ins today, and and Kamzat looked like he was struggling a little bit. He, in the initial weigh-in, he weighed in at I think it was one seventy-two or one seventy-one point five. So he was given the extra hour to to bring it down, and in the end, he did make it to one seventy-one. But 
I mean, you've got to you've got to start asking these questions. Like, is there is this COVID is it sort of had an, a residual effect? Is there um, mm-hmm. some kind of underlying injury that's that's going to sort of take it out of his gas tank? I mean, look, health is definitely going to be the biggest factor as a part of this because he's coming in to fight a guy, um, Li, Li Jing Liang. I mean, look, he's he's probably. I mean, he's he's just durable, isn't he? He's got lunch boxes for hands, and he's got a he's got he's got a hard hat for a head. So, I mean, he's 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 definitely on the same technical level as Kamza um, when it comes to the wrestling or probably the striking. He's had a really yeah. good really good experience in the UFC so far. He's got a roster of fights behind him. He had a pretty tough tough loss against Neil Magny, um, and that was the best Magny looked for a while. Um, so I think if he struggled with Magny, he's probably going to struggle with Kamza. Um, Although he had a pretty good win against Ponsonivia. Um, so if he was sort of going to get it done, and if he can sort of survive being drowned in the first two rounds, and maybe, you know, steal, steal the second round, and, the, and then late in the second round, steal that round, and then get the third round, um, yeah. then then I'm all in his corner as well. But look, if Boars, if Boars or the Wolf or comes up, whatever you want to call him, if he is on form and the COVID hasn't affected him and the weight cut wasn't as bad as it looked, then look, mate, he, he's an absolute sniper with the fight-ending shots. He's Obviously, you've seen that Darce choke a couple of times. He sneaks that in there after the opponent's been knocked or he's wrestled them to the ground. Um, yeah. And his striking, you know, again, look, he, he throws those bombs, those fight-ending shots um, to the point of, of, of good KOs. So, yeah, if he can keep up that smothering footwork and, and sort of push him into the back, you know, into the, into the, against the fence... Um, he's he'll have a really good shot against Li Jing Liang here, I think. But this I, again, look, he's he, he although he's had some really really good hype coming into the UFC, I think this is going to be his toughest challenge. Um, and if the health thing plays a factor, then I think Li Jiang, um, Jing Liang, sorry, <laughs> is <laughs> is the, the a guy who's durable enough to take a couple of big shots. Wear out that gas tank if if Kamza isn't feeling himself on the night, um, and come away with a decision win. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've yep. just talked for an extremely, extremely long time now. I'm very passionate about this fight. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, okay. But I, like, I've, 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 yeah, I've got to give it to Kamza if he comes in for yeah. Like, the one thing that gets me, right, um, is in terms of, like, people's records. Mm. In terms of, like, fights won and fights lost. Yeah. So, obviously, Kamza is 9-0. Yep. So, he's had 9 fights, lost none. That's fucking amazing. Absolutely. You know? Who doesn't want that? So... The thing with Li Jinglang is he's at 18 fights and 6 losses. So he's won twice the amount of fights as Kamza has won. Yes, he's also lost 6 more. But at the same time, like Kamza has, he has 9 more fights to win. To be on the same level as wins. Yeah. So like, that, that's quite a lot of fights. So like, to me it's like, you know, Li Jinglang has had a lot more fights, a lot more experience, a lot more kind of, you know, exposure in UFC of fighting like, you know, proper fighters be compared to Kamzat. Yeah. I don't think he's fought people that have been extremely good. Like the, the Marshand fight, I think he fought the last fighter fight before. Um, I just like that that guy as a fighter. I just think he's entertaining. So it was very upsetting to see him just get knocked out very quickly. And uh, you know, but that's one of them fights is where he just got hit with a very good shot, and that was it. He was done. But yeah, I just it's going to be interesting. I just want to see him being. On the back foot, I'd love to see Lee just hitting him at one, you know, wobble yeah. him, and then, you know, you, you that's what you want to see in someone how he's gonna react to like you know being put on the back foot, but more than likely he's just gonna smash him. But hey, <laughs> we, we shall see, we shall see. And we we haven't really seen Hamza in the UFC at least, um, 
we, we, we sort of haven't seen him be hit with any big shots. Yes, 100%. And I think a good person to do that would be Lee, right? Um, like, you know, he, he's... He's quite straightforward with his punching, but at the same time, he's like he's durable and he's also going to throw. So, yeah. but the thing is with Hamza, he we've only seen three fights in the UFC, and yeah. I'm sure you've watched his previous fights in the other promotions as well. But um, he just comes straight out. He's like straight on it. Yeah. But like, there has to be a point where he's not going to be as successful as he has been previously in terms of like you know connecting straight away or kind of mm. you know being as successful immediately. Like, there has to be a point where he misses one or two and then someone backs off a bit and they throw back and mm. make him step back. And I think that's what we all want to see, really, is just, yeah. you know, a little bit of, you know, oh, he's not going to lock him out in fucking one minute, so <laughs> hey, what's going to happen now? So, it's I'd, interesting. I'd love to see it as well. Look, I'd love to see comes up striking. Um, it, his power and his technique is just... Like, he's he if he wins a couple more fights, mate, he's going to be... A really, really interesting challenge for some of the higher ups in the top five in that division. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And that, that's one seventy is an exciting division. There's, there's mm-hmm. obviously you've got a very dominant champion and a uh, and a couple of good challenges there as well. But throw someone with that kind of striking, and and if Lee can test Hamzat's chin and he comes out on top, then mate, I mean it's just going to add to his resume, but. Super yeah. excited this, this, for this fight. I'm feeling an upset. I really am feeling an upset in this one. I think from what I saw at the weigh-ins, I mean, we'll have a look at the ceremonial weigh-ins, but struggling to make make weight and, and you know, that sort of same aura hasn't been there for Hamza, I feel, this week. Um, and then you look at Lee, he's, he's, he's again, just swaggered up. He's, he's got China on his shoulders. He's, he's ready to rock and roll. He's a rock star in his country, mate, and he's, he's sort of going to come in, and he knows how much of a big opportunity this is for him to keep him um, relevant and sort of put him inside that top 10. Um, I think this is a good argument for him. So whether this is the fight that has the upset, I don't know. But I feel like there's going to be an upset on this card one way or another. Okay, so I'll put the question straight to you, Nick. Um, who Who is your pick going to be? Mate, it'll be foolish, unfortunately, to bet against the Wolf. His, his strikes landed per minute is ridiculous. And, Aye. I mean, he's a sniper with fight-ending shots again. Um, I just hope that that COVID sort of hasn't haven't hassled him too much. But a betting man would put his money on Kamza, um, mm-hmm. as much as my heart would love to see Lee pull off the win. I think you've got to be smart and go for Kamza on this one. Yeah, not one hundred percent. I completely agree with you. As I've said sixty five times already previously, um, I just want to see him be put on the back foot. That's all. Just hit yeah. once and just 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 shook. Just yeah. I don't want him to go out and just knock him out straight away and then just. We have to listen to the hype train again, which will be fair because mm-hmm. if he does it again, then you know he's the man. But you know, I just want to see him. Be, I just want to see him be put on the back foot. Just a bit of, a bit of controversy and kind of, you know, I think that's what I, every fighter needs because you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. But mm. yeah, I agree. Kamza all the way. He's got the height and inch advantage in terms of reach. So yeah, and yeah, that's I think I think that'll get him from. That's it, and you don't want to ease your way through the division with and then get against, get up against someone like Colby or. Um, you know, or Kumaru, and then exactly. you haven't been hit before because those guys hit like something else as yeah. well. So like yeah, the, the, what I want to see and what I think will happen. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he, I, I, I'm pretty sure he will win this one. Mm. Um, and then I would love to see him fight. Um, oh, what's his name? Sean, Sean, you're gonna say Sean Strickland? Ah, oh, nah, Bilal Muhammad. Bilal, yeah, yeah, Bilal, yeah, yeah, because. 
I don't. I, I personally think Bilal Muhammad gets not near enough recognition as well. Yeah. Should I think he's was he like six or seven? No, he's like eight or something. I think in the rankings. Yeah. But like he's just he's far better than I think he's perceived to be. So to me that would be a good fight. But you just said um, was it Sean? Was it Sean or, Strickland? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that wow. crazy that crazy white boy. And that yeah. would be I reckon that I reckon that's the match to make after this one. Yeah, I, I, well, I just said in the last minute, just delete that, and then, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, I think that'd be good, because Sean is going to chat shit to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, okay. But I, I'd love to see, I'd love to see, I think the fight to make for Bilal Muhammad next is, is Darren Till. I think that would be a really good, Ooh, a okay. really, really good fight. You know, mm. uh, Bilal doesn't get a lot of credit. I mean, he is a, a good, well-rounded fighter, but, he, he, you know, people think he's a little bit too boring at times. Um not myself. I think he's a good fighter, and I, I love watching technical wrestling, especially in the welterweight really? division when you have some outstanding grapplers. Um, mm. But I think that's that's the energy that a lot of people put on. But yeah, that would be a fight to make for me, um, Darren Till and Bala Muhammad. And then if Hamza uh, pulls this one off, then I'd love to see him fight Sean Strickland. Great call, mate. Great call. <laughs> I'll, I'll give Dana a call after this. And, uh, no. <laughs> Speed dial three, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> so let's uh, let's have a look. So, so now we're going to move into um, the only heavyweight fight on the main card. Let me just pull it up here. We've got the t- <laughs> Drago Alexander the Volkov Drago. Um, against Tibur Marcin Tibura. So. Mate, this is this is just a battle of the Eastern Europe's. Uh, <laughs> As if having one crazy Russian on the card wasn't enough. Uh, in Pio- in Pyotrian, we, we've got Alexander Volkov. Um, but I'll let you this. I'm I'm interested to see what you sort of say about this one. I know that you you sort of have shown some favoritism for Volkov before in the past um, until he mm-hmm. sort of did have a really tough fight with Garn. But how do you think this one's going to go down? To be honest, um, I I thought Volkov against Gan. I, I said Gan would win, but there's always that part of me that was like, oh, like, because I, I personally, just to sway from this fight for like maybe 30 seconds, like Gan is like amazing. He is yeah. technically, like for heavyweight, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's mm. just his movement, his technique, everything is crazy. But I just, for some reason, thought Volkov would maybe find something to do that, but he yeah. didn't. And then that instilled in my mind that Ghana is just the man. But anyway, that's for another day and another, <laughs> another story. But yeah, I'm very, 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 very fond of Volkov. Um, I just think he's very, very technical. He throws a lot of strikes. Um, he's tall. He's got a good reach. He's quite durable as well. Um, he's definitely been maybe unlucky or maybe not as prepared as he maybe should have been for like... I don't know. He has something about him. Um, so I'm not too sure how to pronounce Tibor's first name. Is it Marcin or Marcin? I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm, 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 I think he just but, calls uh, himself Martin anyway. But, uh, no. Yeah, but like you know, he, he. But I don't know. From what I can personally see, um, I didn't need to look into it too much, and maybe that's because I love Volkov so much, and maybe I'm very biased, <laughs> which is probably the case. But I just think that. Volkov is just going to overpower him. He's going to throw a lot more strikes, and I just think it's going to go to it's going to go the distance. And I think Volkov is just going to you know just get it on points, and that will be that will be it. Shit! All right, that's a big call. That's a big call. A long distance. Uh, uh, I know. I know. F- f- Fifteen minutes of of um, 
is these European neighbours beating the crap out of each other. That's a long time for a heavyweight fight, but I can absolutely respect it. I think you you touched on. I think your internet cut out a little bit, um, but you you did touch on some some good points. Look at Gunn has made a a mess of this division, and he's making people like Volkov and Derek Lewis look you know look at look yeah average good word um and I, i'm intrigued to see what he can if he, he's the the you know can crack the the puzzle that is francis and ganu but f- for this fight here i mean yeah look we're looking at a couple of heavyweights that have had a, a pretty tough one tough run um volkov has had some pretty bad matchups again he got unlucky in the last dying moments against lewis he he really struggled as you said with garn's movement um and he he you know he's long and strong but if if the other person's anywhere near him in that sort of regard or they have good wrestling then that's sort of the way that they're going to be able to beat Volkov um, or, or Drogo um, in this fight I don't think Marcin Tybora is the man for this job I mean look he's had a, a hell of a career he's, he's he's he is pretty quick and agile for a heavyweight he he does sort of seem to fall off a little bit later on in the fights um, and. I don't, I don't know. Look, this is a tough one for me to pick. I think Marcin Tybura had a really solid 2020. He had four fights, which is a lot for a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he went 4-0 and in those fights. He, he stopped Walt Harris and Greg Hardy in, in really good fashion. He's got the ability to, to provide a challenge for Volkov, but if he sort of plods and sort of just walks forward too much, Volkov's just going to outstrike him. Um, Volkov's takedown defense is, is absolutely insane given how big he is. Um, and for, for Marcin to sort of try and wrestle and take him down is going to take a lot of that energy um, for someone who's a lot shorter. Obviously, 6'3 is not short at all, but when you're fighting someone who's 6'7, <laughs> <seven, laughs> yeah, um, it's, 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 it's going to be really, really hard for him. So I think if Marcin wants to win the fight, he's got to really push it early. He's got to be the best version of himself. He is coming on a five-win streak, um, but he's really got to push the pace early and, and get those early early takedowns push push Volkov to the fence maybe and then sort of sink from a body lock down to a double leg or or um or something like that but you you really don't want to fuck around too too much with Volkov in the clinch those elbows those long arms um and that reach and range if if Volkov you know if if Tybura does go for some kind of wrestling and push him against the cage and and Volkov wraps him up and body locks him um then that's going to completely destroy his game plan I think so yeah, I, I, for this one, I'm going to have to pick Volkov. Um, I, yeah, I, I think he's going to... The fight, again, like you said, it, it had, definitely has the potential to go all the way um, unless Tybora can get inside the pocket and, and sort of throw some of those short-range uppercuts and, and overhands and really just try and get him against the against the cage wall. But, yeah, have you got anything to add or anything that I have said you completely disagree with and you're going to throw the game plan out the window and you've got a huge case of Marcin Tybura to take this one or <laughs> no, 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 I think I think we've been pretty much we've been similar kind of mind frames or mindsets on kind of what's going to happen in terms mm. of the fight so far mm. um, I'm interested to see what will happen if either of the two of these win yeah. um, so I think um, Alexander Volkov is number 5 mm-hmm. um, Tybura is I think he's 8 or 9 I'm not too sure um, I'm just interested to see if either of them win. They're going to obviously jump up the rankings, but it's just it's an, it's interesting. You've got you know um, you, you got Ghana versus Ngannou, mm. which is going to be a big fight. But then oh, yeah. you look then like like I I think Stipe like has been completely made a bit of a 
he's being made a bitch of to be honest because yeah. like he you know you, you lose a title and you should have to fight for it again right. you know like unless there's injuries or fucking you know extreme circumstances and he's just kind of I don't know to be it's not fair but mm. it is what it is it's not my decision fucking hell you know <laughs> so but then you've got you've got Derek Lewis Curtis Blades Rosen Strike you've got mm. a lot of people up there but mm. if Volkov wins it um, bar steep eh like should he get the next one should he be next in line like that's not my decision to make but like you know, I, yeah. probably I would say Stipe but if not then it would have to be Volkov in, in my opinion yeah I, I think it would be hard for for Volkov to, to get a title shot off this one I think he, he probably has mm. to do one more sure. fight yeah against maybe yeah. A, a rematch against Lewis or maybe um, yeah. a, a rematch um, or sorry a fight with Stipe would be the way to go and then from there the winner of that could have a title shot yeah. that's probably not a bad shot actually um, yeah, that, that's that's fair. That's fair, a hundred percent. Yeah, and in a in a division with, you know, in a division that's sort of backed by inactive champions. No offense to anybody, um, that that often is just the way the heavyweight sort of belts go. They'll do one fight a year, two maybe, um, and yeah. it sort of is a little bit more stagnant compared to some of the other divisions. So, um, interested to see the the shake up of this one and and, and uh, the future of the division. hundred percent, mate. It's like. Yeah, it's it's gonna be very very kind of it will shape up the future in terms of that division because <laughs> once Ghana fights in Ghana, like what oh, happens mate. then? So oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. <laughs> and they say fight of the years are always made in in January, right? One hundred percent. Hey, <laughs> they're building up for it. <laughs> All right. So we're moving further down the card now. We're almost about halfway. We're making we're making really good time. Um, this next one needs really no introduction, though. Uh, this, this uh, again, is the people's main event. Um, Dan Hooker versus Islam Makhachev. This one we could talk all night about, I'm sure. Uh, been keeping up with all the embedded or the press media that these guys have been doing this week, and um, they're doing everybody a huge favor with the way that they're talking about the fight. But how do you see this one going down? Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. It's... <laughs> you know, my heart and mind are having their own UFC fight at the moment. You know, it's it's like, it's tough. It's tough. Like, you know, I, I've had looks. I've had a sorry looks. I've had a look into kind of um, videos of each fighters and kind of what they've done previously and all that kind of stuff. And then the stats and mm. it still didn't make my decision any easier to be honest. And, and normally when you do that, it should kind of you know sway you one way or another. Yeah. Um, you know, Islam so far is has been the man he's he's like you know i think there's one fight maybe two that he's went like the full distance where he still was dominant yeah um you know he's very good grappling you know obviously russians you know they all fucking are apparently <laughs> but um yeah when, when when i put it down to numbers and kind of stats so i i always look at stats maybe first and kind of kind of what way it's going to go so dan is like five inch reach advantage yeah so five inches is quite a lot um, and he's two inches higher as well, which which is a lot. I know he kind of, you know, obviously your stance, he drops a little bit lower, but, you know, um, I think one of the other stats that stuck out to me was his double strikes. So he, he throws twice as many strikes as Islam. Yeah. So when I tried to assess him and look at it a bit more, I was like, you know, this is only a three-round fight. So it, it, it all depends. I, I think Dan is going to come out, he's going to come out hot, but he's going to come out... Um, 
like calculated mm. in, in his previous fight he was quite calculated but also like on the ball mm. it's probably as good as, as I personally seen him in the fights I've seen in life yeah um, he was just on point he was just you know one two one two one two he was here and there here and there it was like very good but with Islam it's a bit different you know he's got the whole Khabib kind of maybe facade to him and it's just it's hard to know like my heart will always say Dan always 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 and the stats will back it up as well. But there's also something about Islam that is, you know, he's obviously 20 and 1. Mm. Well, you can't fucking deny it. So I'm very, very torn, to be honest. Um, I really, really want Dan to win. And I'm maybe 55% thinking he will win. But there's something, you know, to decide that I just, you can't look past Islam. But I, I'm very interested, Nick, to hear what you yeah. think and kind of your assessment of it. Like, I'm interested if you to give me maybe a few percentages on either side to maybe yeah. sway me because <laughs> right now right now I'm, I'm at a crossroads and i'm struggling i mean look I'll, I'll give you the biggest statistic that i can if you want to talk percentages mate like all you really have to do is have a look at the stripes strikes absorbed per minute stat i mean dan hooker takes a lot of shots a lot of shots and he loves getting in the trenches he loves a war he loves getting bloody and 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 cut and and bruised and battered and, and and that's sort of reflected. I mean, you look at Dan Hooker takes... He's absorbing about 4.6... It's going off the UFC website here. For about 4.6 strikes per minute absorbed, which means he takes straight to the face or unblocked, and Islam takes 0.7. So that that stat there, I mean, is, is something that Dan is going to have to be really, really um, on the on the ball with this on, 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 on Sunday morning for us. I mean... We know how good Islam is. We know that it's he's going to pick his poison, and if he wants to stand and trade with Dan Hooker, he has that ability. You know, although you know we love our city kickboxing boys, and, and Dan and Izzy and Kaikara France and, and Brad Riddell all have immaculate striking, and Dan Hooker is definitely one of the, the elites there. But he's not quite as calculated as Adesanya, um, and that you know when he when he starts getting into those wars and he sort of just sees red he pushes forward and he and and he needs to be a lot smarter in this fight i think you, you sort of said you want to see him come out hot i want to see him come out cold i want to see him come out how he did against chandler and sort of be way more reserved use that fight iq and let islam come to him keep him away with those leg kicks those body kicks head strikes jabs keep him at range is obviously what he's going to have to do. And then if Islam tries to take him down, Dan Hooker's takedown defense is fantastic. He's really good in the clinch. He wants, you know, ideally he's going to sort of stuff two or three of those takedowns, but they're going to keep coming. These Dagestanis don't give up. You've seen, again, you mentioned Habib. Look, he's he's from that same cut of cloth, isn't he? He's one of those crazy wrestlers, and it's probably going to be a little bit too much for Dan. But my heart, again, I'm with you, mate. Look, Dan's takedown defense, if he can be smart and pick his shots, keep him at range probably not throw knees unless they really really present a good opportunity to do so because the last thing you want to do in a fight like this is give the best grappler in the division um, an opportunity to to hold a knee and take Mm -hmm. that to a single leg takedown so yeah i mean look he can he can try and play up against the fence against islam this would be a really good game plan um sort of the more chandler tactics sort of try and wean him around the the around the octagon and, and sort of be a bit more defensive and a bit more laid back um, and then if he can, when those takedowns do come in and they get to sort of the clinch, I'd love to see some, yeah, some elbows, some downward elbows, you know, some upwards elbows and just try and cut him open and, and score those points. Um, and then maybe if he's beating him up a bit to the body, 
maybe some clinch knees are gonna are gonna present themselves. But yeah, I, look, Islam's gonna do what he does. Keep it in the middle of the octagon. Go for his takedowns, um, and he does have good striking. I mean, people always underestimate, underestimated Khabib's striking, um, but one of the best shots that Conor McGregor ever took in his career so far was from Khabib. That huge overhand right at the start of the second round or something. That completely dropped him. So you can't look past their striking. Um, and if Dan can prevent it from becoming a war and sort of pick him apart, I do know that Islam didn't accept making the fight a five-rounder for whatever reason. There could be some issues in the camp. It could be health issues. It could be anything. Maybe the pressure of being the next could be, you know, really gets to him and he wants to get in the fight and get out and just hold him down for three rounds. I don't know. But Dan's always backed by great cardio. He's gone five rounds with some of the toughest guys in the division. Felder, Poirier, you know. He looked really good against Huck uh, Parast. Um, and that, again, I think, like you said, that was a really solid performance by Dan. So if he can keep doing more of the same, make it, yeah, I'm repeating myself, but make it, just try not to get too bloody and see red and, and just bite down on the gum shield and start striking because that's when Islam's going to use his technical ability to just take him down and wrap him up and just you know abuse yeah. him on the ground for three rounds. Yeah. So. I really hope Dan does it. Again, I'm feeling a huge upset on the card. This could be the one. Um, and Dan definitely has the ability to get it done. This is definitely Islam's biggest challenge this far. And it's a step towards the elite in the top five in the lightweight division that Islam is going to be facing if he does win. But my God, I hope my boy gets it done. I hope the hangman gets him <laughs> and gets that TKO. I know that Islam will be haunted by that one knockout on his record. So let's hope we can we can do that again. A hundred percent, man. Like... You know, like, like the kind of pick at what you just said is like, you know, it, it's such a kind of fight of kind of, you know, if this happens, then they can swear this yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like obviously you can look at the statistics and percentages and it, it, like it, it does paint a picture. But mm. I think maybe the reason that um, like, you know, Islam didn't choose or didn't, sorry, didn't agree with the five rounds is like. You know, he has seen that Hooker is tried and tested in five rounds. Like, oh, yeah. Didn't, didn't he go five rounds with Poirier? Was yep. that five rounds? It was. Yeah. Like, I don't really know if Islam could go five rounds with Poirier. Mm. But that's, that, that's for another day to kind of talk about. <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, I, I don't think agreeing to five rounds with Hooker is a good idea because he's he's 99% going to go five rounds whether you put him on the floor for the first three mm. or you stand up and beat him for the first three yeah. he's still going to be there meeting you for the next two so like mm. you know I think maybe that was a part of the reason why he's like no but I don't know like Islam has a lot of kind of things behind him you know in terms of technique and kind of grappling and all that kind of stuff which is far better than Hooker and like I'm pretty sure Hooker would agree but if, if I'm looking at the, the three rounds of this fight, um, I think if Islam can take him down, he's going to dominate him. And there's literally no doubt about that. I, th I, I think Hooker is obviously better on the ground than he was, but Islam is a different kettle of fish, as all these Russians are, and he's obviously been trained by Khabib, so you know that is what it is. But if it stays on the ground for, for two rounds... Like, even less than that, I think Hooker has him. I think he's just got him in the striking. He'd just be a little bit more sharper. Mm. And I think he might take it on points. Um, but that will probably be what I would... The result I think will happen. I think Islam is indefinitely going to take him down. Mm -hmm. But I think over three rounds, I think Hooker will stay on the feet long enough to kind of take it on points. And and I, I I really hope he can. I really hope he mm -hmm. can. His wrestling hasn't really been tested for a while. 
He's got a, a, a good array of submission wins. I think he's got six or seven submission wins on the belt um, for Hooker, you know. So I don't I don't know if he's I don't think that he's ever been finished by submission, but I could be wrong. Um, and Islam again, he's a, a technician on the ground, mate. He's coming with 20, 20 wins, one loss, nine wins by the way of submission, some TKOs and KOs on there as well. I mean, I, I hope Dan can get it done. But those takedowns are coming, mate. Like Christmas, they're coming quickly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and again, we can't yeah. look past the striking. But yeah, I hope Dan does it. I hope Captain New Zealand gets it done. And he's, he's, he's got more He's got more than a puncher's chance in this fight. I think if you run the fight 10 times, Dan will win at least four or five of those. So hopefully this can be one of those and he gets it done. But definitely the people's main event. Again, I'm smelling an upset. And then this definitely could be the one. Agree, mate. Agree. Let's go, hooker. Let's go, baby. All right. Speaking of potential upsets, this next one, mate. I, I don't even know where to Here begin. This, my notes Here for this fight. Go. My no, my notes for this fight are, are looking like Santa's naughty and nice list. I mean, <laughs> Corey, Corey Corey Sandhagen, the Sandman, and Piotr Jan. I mean, what more do I need to say? Those two names speak for themselves. No mercy, Piotr Jan. And, and Corey Sanhagen, I mean, I feel like we could just say their name the whole time we're going to talk about them and you're just going to have <laughs> shivers and you're going to think of the crazy outcomes that this fight could have. But, mate, I mean, I, I oh, Steve, take it away, mate. I'm drowning here. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the, the thing that got me with this, right, is like, I love both of these fighters, like Peter Yan oh, yeah. and Corey Sanhagen. Like, you know, like, Peter Yan is like fucking... You know, like, it, the way I look at this is, like, if I was standing in front of him, like he's eye contact. He's coming at you. He's in his stances. He switch stances. One, two, three. Four, like, he's coming at you, and it's like, you know, he's zoned in 100%. And mm. it's like, it's very, very intimidating. With Corey Sandhagen, is just, to me, it's like a butterfly in a rainbow you have fucking no idea what's coming he's <laughs> he switches stances like so easily and there's like a hook on this side and yeah. a one two three and it's just fucking jumping knee and it's yeah. intense the one thing with this fight that got me um so like i was looking at it, i was like okay right I, I can't pick who i would personally think would win in terms of technique i, I was so slightly swaying towards Corey, mm. but when i kind of looked into stats um, like in terms of striking, they're like so similar. Right. Like like there's like literally maybe a couple of percent here maybe or maybe you know maybe point three four five or whatever on on either side, but it's literally like identical, and like they're very very different fighters. So to me that was quite surprising. I was like, yeah, oh, shit, okay, wow, okay. So like you know this guy is jumping around. He switches all like both of them switch stances, but in different ways. So it, w- it was very interesting to see the numbers. Like, wow, okay. But I, I definitely, as I said, I was slightly swaying towards Corey. The more I kind of looked into it, I still kind of, it just kind of became more and more and more on Corey's side. He's got a height and reach advantage. Um, Basically, in his previous fight, I thought he would struggle against Dillashaw, which he did to a certain extent in terms of like Dillashaw pressing and kind of pushing him back. Mm. Um. But what I thought he was going to struggle with, which is was going on the back foot and kind of countering and kind of stuff like that, he struggled to a certain percentage, but a lot less than what I thought. Yeah. Like he was literally like, he on the back foot, he was 125% better than I 
thought he would have been than he was previously. And obviously, that's how Peter Yan fights. Peter Yan is fucking in your face, like 100%. He also switches stances. So he's in an orthodox stance. He throws it. As he throws it, he hits it. He steps in, and then he's all, all of a sudden, he's in a southpaw stance. And it's like, bang. And he does that so... F- it's, to, to me, when you're, when you're watching it, if you don't really understand how to switch stances or don't understand what it is, you don't really notice it. But mm. when, when, when you slow it down and look at it, you're like, oh, wow. Like yeah. he just he does it as if it's like nothing. It's like in football terms, if you just kick a ball, it's like oh, keep my right foot. Wait a second, kick my left foot. You know, it's just it was it looks so easy, but when you slow it down and think about it, it's it's very very technical. But the one thing with San, with Sandhagen that I've noticed from the previous fight is he's worked on that. He's worked on stepping back and throwing the yeah. counter shots. Yeah, like Pete Yan's going to come in. That's his style of fighting. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. So it's just. You know, has I think Sandhagen, what he did previously, will help. But how much extra has he put on top of that? If he if he's put twenty five percent, so one quarter, on top of what he's done previously, I I think he's just gonna walk away with it. I think Peter Yan is gonna keep coming in. He's just gonna get picked off, and he's gonna get frustrated. And he's gonna keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Mm. And I just think Sandhagen is just far, far, far too technical for him. Um. I think you might have a, a different opinion, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very interested to hear what you say. It's like, yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm very, in terms of the way that, that Corey Sandhagen fights, I'm, I'm like, for me personally, like that's, I just love it. I love it, just the fluidity, the way mm. he moves. He just, it's so you've no idea what's coming next, whether yeah. you're going forward or backwards. It's like it could be anything. So for me personally, that's what I love. But yeah, I, I'm interested to hear what you say, Nick. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick holes in your story because it sounds like you've made your decision already. But <laughs> but if, if you what do you think if you do you think if you run back the TJ Dillashaw and the Corey Sanhagen fight now obviously take out TJ's industry, uh, injury do you think Corey wins that fight again or do you think TJ takes it again? Oh, I I think Corey wins it again. Okay, now let me because yeah, sorry. No, 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 you go, you go, you go. <laughs> you go ahead. 100%, well, true, because I, I almost think Corey edged that fight. I, I know the scores were a little bit off, and, and TJ got there on a split decision, but answer this. Do you think Petty Yarn beats TJ Dillashaw? Wow, that is a question. That is a question. And that's that's probably something that we're going to answer in maybe three four months time yeah. once Corey beats Peter Yan <laughs> on Sunday and then we come back in a few months time and they fight each other but that's a very very interesting fight I mean we're, we're blessed to have this one in front of us but I think yeah I think Corey edged the win in the TJ fight I, I don't think Corey uh, sorry TJ did as much as the judges think he did um, mm-hmm. Corey walked away you know pretty much scot free where TJ has now had a big surgery on his ACL and he's going to be out for yeah. at least six months and and I think Yang would do the same thing to TJ, if not worse. So, yeah. But for this fight, I mean, I mean, look, you've got someone who's an absolute master of boxing. He's he's got as much flair as a box of fireworks, and he's got the 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 temper of a box of fireworks as well. So I think the key for for Piotr to win this fight is it's just going to be walk him down, hunt him down, back him up, try and avoid the tricky, slicky, weird shit that Corey Sanhagen is going to do, as he knows. And just, 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 just be, be Piotr Jan, be the champ, be tough as fuck, walk him down, 
he wants that belt back, mate. You know, he's coming for it whether he's got to put a fighter night of the performance on, um, or whether he whether he try, you know gets submitted within f- the first round. Like it, it's yeah. it's going to happen. He he could close him down and, and put him against put Corey against the fence and get the win that way. He could use some of this, this, these trips that he's used. He used a few trips against in in the, in the Aldo fight and in, in a couple of the other fights that he's had, mm-hmm. and his kicks as well. You saw the kick KO against Uriah Faber, which nobody saw coming. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> obviously not Uriah Faber, um, <laughs> but it was that coming off the <laughs> coming off the clinch and, and that left jab and then just firing that. It's almost like a Valentina Shevchenko or a Rose Namajunas kick. It comes so quickly and they don't realize it's going to the head until they've eaten it. Um, and he's done it in, a, in more than sort of one fight. But yeah, look, he, he's got that 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 power. He, he's, he's an assassin. He's a sniper. He's a hunter. He's a crazy fucking Russian hitman. No Mercy is, is definitely the mm-hmm. perfect name for this kid. Um, yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about Piotr Jan and, and he was meant to, to be a master of a boxing... Uh, like a master status, a, a boxing master, right? And the sport mm-hmm. where you have 150 amateur fights. And he was going into the Olympics to compete for Russia in boxing. Um, and the only thing that stopped him was he got into um, some trouble the night before and broke both of his hands. So, I mean, this guy, this guy was, was, oh, born, was, bo- was born to fight, you know. He's at the weigh-ins. He was looking at Sanhagen and, and he gave him the sort of flex and tried to sort of jump and, and give him that little scare, but um, Corey, respect to him, didn't didn't bat an eyelid. So, yeah, yeah. he wants his belt back. He's going to walk him down. Um, and I think yeah. for Corey to even try and, you know, pull off his slick flying knees and stuff, which is going to be good against an orthodox boxer like Jan, if yeah. that channel sort of presents itself um, with some of that weird stuff. I mean, yeah, look, look, I've, I've just blown smoke up Piotr Jan's ass for the last sort of three or four minutes straight but i mean it's not Corey sanhagen is definitely has a puncher's chance on this fight as well like you made some really good points he's slick moving backwards he's really slick fighting off the cage some weird movements he sort of ducks and, and darts around and um has an impressive resume he sort of got ripped off pretty early in the, in the aljamain sterling fight um yeah, and had yeah, a huge that was very, uh, very unlucky. yeah and and had a huge flying knee ko um, over Frankie Edgar, and, and he looks so good against Dillashaw, and I, I gave him that fight as well. But the way he bounces around and, and sort of deals with that pressure is going to be the key factor, um, and I think if he goes to the body as well. Going to the body shots yeah. against Piotr if he can sort of, um, with his kicks or whether it's just sort of body rips and then moving out and disengaging, um, you saw it in the Aldo fight. Piotr dropped his hands a little bit, um, and then if he can sort of pull some of those slick kicks... Um, to the sort of head area, you know, it's Corey's. He's 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 he is martial arts, mate. I think he's been doing it his whole life. He he lives and breathes it. He's sort of teaching kids on the side and um and BJJ, and he, he's really really well rounded. Um, and that stance switch again, you you sort of touched it there. The way that he glides in between is super graceful, and you sort of don't see it coming until you slow it down and um, really take a look at it. But he improves every fight that he has. I think. If you ran the Aljamain the Sterling fight again, he'd win it. If you ran the TJ fight back, he'd win it. Um, yeah. So this one's he's he's really got his work cut out from here. I just don't know if he can keep up keep up with Piotr Jan for five rounds. I think Piotr can probably push the pace on him a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And whoop! 
Trouble and paradise. Trouble and paradise. Piotr Jan heard you talking shit about him, mate. So he crept, <laughs> crept, he crept down your chimney. I'm sorry, um, Peter. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, look, look. Go ahead. There man. is there is one thing that gets me, um, which will probably more than likely not even be a factor, but maybe it will be. Um, it's just with body kicks in terms of Jan. Um, I just think he, the way he defends them or positions himself against them is. Is I don't know maybe he's more flat-footed than Sandhagen would be. Yeah, and I I know both of them do. They're quite fond of their body kicks, but I just think Sandhagen is like a lot more like snappy. Like it's just like bang, you've been hit, shit, you're done. Yeah. Like, but with Pierre Jan, I I think that Sandhagen is too light in the feet. I think he might just step back and then be in, very very quickly and. I think that's one point of the fight he will take advantage of because I think that's something that he'll maybe be prepared for. Obviously, um, Peter Yan throws the kicks, so he's mm. going to be like, oh, he's going to throw these. So he's, I think I just, there's something in my mind where he's, I just think he's going to step back. He's going to be prepared for a step back, jump back in. And then I think that I think that's how it might end. It'll just be a very, like, back in, done. Mm. Could be wrong, but that's just a little, a small bit of the <laughs> Did you know that um, Piotr was training with um, Fedor Emelianenko? <laughs> oh, he's the he's a he's a Bell, he's a Bellator fighter man, and he's an absolute beast. He's a he's a big Russian, um, absolute Russian powerhouse. So um, it was interesting to to me that he was sort of in the training camp and helping him out, but. Mm. Man, good good points. I mean, again, we could talk about this fight for a for a very long time, but um, it's yeah, it's going to be that weird, slick, tricky foot movement for 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 Sanhagen that might help him get it done. Otherwise, for me, I'm picking Pi- Pi- Piotrian by decision um, after a really really tough fight. Fair, fair. Um, I I'm with Sanhagen, um, so we'll put ten dollars on it, and then <laughs> hey, we'll leave it at that. All right. Well, you, how about you put it in the post now? And uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if anything happens, I'll mail it back to you. But <laughs> all right, we are coming up to the main event of the evening. Did you know Bruce Buffer's out? He's not actually going to be commentating this this fight for the first time in twenty five years. Oh my god, I didn't know that. To he be honest, I pro- I probably wouldn't be here, Nick, if I would have known that. So. <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> Love it. No, he's yeah, he's, he got COVID. Oh no! Yeah, he, he got the COVID. So, um, it's it's the other gentleman, John. I can't remember his name, um, but it, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. But well, it doesn't matter what his name is. He's not going to meet up to Bruce. Come on, like no, I know. Hell. Even if he had a Greek god's name, like fucking Odin, <laughs> or whoever you want to say, he's just, you, you know, Bruce. But yeah. anyhow, anyhow, we will manage, I'm sure. Aye, aye. I know, so he'll be sorely missed, but... Um, all right, let's go Let's go to the final fight of the evening. I mean, I, I think this one's not going to be as interesting as, as um, Piotr Jan and, and Corey Sanhagen, or even Islam and Hooker, or maybe even um, Li Jing Liang and Kamzat, but look... Legendary Polish power and and you know the absolute veteran of, of Glover Teixeira, I think it, it's still going to be an interesting fight and there's still a belt up for grabs. 
Um, but but who have you got in this one, mate? Tell me. Tell me right now. Oh, this is going to be probably against what you will think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, but I'm probably what other people will think too. Um, so obviously, like, firstly, let me just give an assessment. So Jan, obviously, you know, he's, he's an amazing fighter. So, like, you know, his, his previous fights, you know, commendable, he beat Izzy. All right. You know, fucking hell, if anybody, if I be easy at a game of fucking FIFA or Call of Duty, I'd be happy. <laughs> Never mind fucking fighting. But anyway, like, he beat Izzy, he beat Reyes, he beat Rockhold, you know, like, yeah. big, big names. Yeah. So, like, you, you know, it's very hard to not give him a kiss. Mm. Um, You know, like, I think, was it Reyes when he was throwing the left kicks? And he was, like, after two or three of them, like, Reyes' body was, oh. like, bad. Like, you... You probably would do less damage with a baseball bat, and that's that's not a good thing. It was like fucking. It was scary, um, and he's obviously got the quotations Polish power. But anyway, um, you know he he's got all of that to him. He's got good kicks. He's got a tight background. Um, you know, that's him. He he does the fucking was it the ice bats, but in a fucking lake in Poland. Yeah, I, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm all for that fucking. Ice or cold exposure. Yeah. But anyway, you look you look at Glover, right? So like, you know, he, he had a fantastic run before he fought Jones. Yeah. Then he got beat. He got beat by Jones. Hey. Yeah. If you don't get beat by Jones, then you know, like, fucking. That's that's enough said. We don't need to say anything about being beat by John Jones. But um, you know, he got beat. He came back. He had a few wins in a row, but. I don't know. Like this is obviously his last chance, right? So yeah. if he loses, he's he's gonna retire. It's not even ninety nine percent, not ninety nine point nine percent. He's gonna retire. It, yeah. it is what it is. Um, but like the one thing I've noticed with him that every single person that watches UFC will notice <laughs> is he gets hit, he gets put down. Uh, yeah. But he's that doesn't matter. Who who the fuck cares? <laughs> does, does it really matter? Because he's gonna fucking. Someone's gonna come on top of you. He's gonna get him up, and he's gonna he's gonna take them down. And it's just like it's just like watching the same video over and over and over. <laughs> and it's so like it's, it's it's truly not a glover to share a fight unless he goes down in the first round, only to come back and win the fight, right? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's just like like while I'm sitting there watching this fight, I'm, not, I'm gonna be ready for. It. I'm like, okay, so when is he gonna go down? Is he gonna go down the first minute or second minute? And if he doesn't go down, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. Is he okay? Is he alright? Yeah. You know, has he had a good training camp? Just like you know, what's going on? Yeah. But um, it's going to be interesting because I don't know. To me, there's a certain kind of a certain kind of mindset, a certain kind of heart when you know it's your last fight. Oh yeah. Obviously, obviously, you can't win just on that. But like, he's a good fighter. You know, he's not the most powerful, but he can throw hands. You know, he's yeah. He's, he's, he's okay in that department. But I can just see it being a little bit of a... Maybe first, second round. A bit slow. Kind of feeling each other out. I, I know that Jan is kind of... He's very tactical. He's not going to fucking go in there and try to fucking take his head off. He's going to be smart about it. Which is mm. completely fair. But I just can see it going to maybe the third round. And Jan will get a little bit overconfident. Mm step in and I think I think Glover's obviously going to go for a takedown because that's where he's going to win it Jan is good on the ground but like Glover I think is just he's great on the ground he's, the he's, just, he's just a unit 
Oh mate, the, the one against big. me was like like what was it the Smith or was it? Oh Anthony Smith oh. fight, yeah yeah. Yeah, and he's he's on he's on top of him. He's like, I'm sorry, Smith. I'm sorry, mate. I'm sorry, and, and Smith is like, it's all right, mate. It's, okay. <laughs> it's our job, and I'm just yeah. like sitting there like, these guys are smashing each other's face in. And you're just having a little chat. That's not my job, mate. You know. <laughs> I mean, no, that, that, that's that's clever to share it in a nutshell, right? Like, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. The definition of heart uh, in, in the UFC and and well, and adversity, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, 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 what is he? Is he forty-one or forty-two? Like, he he he's fought like Smith. He's more yeah. Santos. Yeah. Like, like Jones. I know they're not young, young, but yeah. like. But, you know, compared to him, the more likely. Yeah, but he, he's fighting an athletic, yeah. you know, young quotations. You know, <laughs> you know he, he's fighting fellas that are, you know, a lot more agile than he is. And he, yeah. he was beating them. And I, I know it is with getting them to the ground and stuff. But mm. I just, I can see that happening. Um, I'm very fond of Jan. Um, I'm not fond that he beat Izzy. But <laughs> it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I just think Glover is going to take a bit of time. He'll slowly get into the fight, second or third round. He'll eventually get his chance to take Yan down. Once he gets that chance, then he'll take over, and he'll win the fight, and then more than likely just retire. You I'll, think? I'll do the same. Wow. Okay. Wow. Mm. So you think the belt's gonna change hands? Oh, I'm. Wow. I'm pretty confident. I, I'm pretty confident that it will. To be honest. Oh, I like, smell. I smell another bit coming. <laughs> oh, hey! Do I need to get a Polish flag on my arm? Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez, no! I, could, I couldn't do that. Fucking hell! Well, and I mean, you've made some fucking amazing points there, man. Like Glover again, just this, just the the heart and soul of the light heavyweight division for the longest time. Thirty-two wins, eighteen knockouts. This, he's he's done a lot for the sport and. He really does have some amazing fundamentals. And I was watching Dan Hardy talk about him, and he made a, a fantastic point. He said, look, if you gave Glover Teixeira a lobotomy and took away 85% of his brain, that 15% of his brain would still kick your ass. It would still have those those great fundamentals. <laughs> who, that, <laughs> who said that? Dan Hardy. He does the, the oh, war room and, and sort of does mate, some of the picks, some of the fights. That is a good, that is, I love that. That's a great fucking comment. Great crawl. Love it. You know how when you get really drunk, and you don't remember the night, but your body's just on cruise control, and and and, <laughs> and your body makes sure that you get home safe, and you know get into an Uber and, and get a pie and a drink before you go home, and you're sensible, right. and you're not sending drunk texts to everybody, and 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 what have you, you know. That part of the brain is what happens when Glover Teixeira gets knocked down in the first round. He goes into that cruise control <laughs> and somehow manages to turn a fight around. So I think look, this. Uh, this is a really good fight to to make or break Glover's to you know Glover's career and end it on a really high note, or yeah. you know clap him out and 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 and, yeah. and and seal the deal for for Blackovich. But I mean I don't think he's ever been hit as hard as he has, or is about to be from the legendary Polish power. Thiago Santos throws some big shots. John Jones is obviously quite punches quite hard as well. But I think he's gonna if if Jan lands one of those left overhands clean, he doesn't need a lot of power to generate it. He sort of throws a throws a right stiff out there and then comes over with a um, sort of almost like a popping punch. It's almost like an uppercut, but an uppercut hook. And, and if that connects, I mean, it's what made Reyes do the chicken dance, and um, <laughs> and we've seen it in, in other fights yeah. before. But um, look, I mean, Jan's. I think Jan's just too well rounded. He's he's a black belt in BJ Day. If it does go to ground, um, you know, not that you want to wrestle with Glover. He's 
fantastic on the ground. And again, I've, I've said well-rounded about 100 times in this podcast. But look, it, the one thing that is going to bring Jan down is that if he injures him and he chases the finish too suddenly and he empties the gas tank at the start of round two or, or the end of round two or, or somewhere early in the fight, um, and he, he goes, you know, when Glover goes down, he obviously goes into that cruise control mode and he still fights better than he does when he's at 100%. Um, whereas we've seen it with Jan, when he sort of does knock an opponent down, he really does almost panic a little bit um, and, and chase chase up too soon and sort of put himself in some risky positions um, mm-hmm. if he does injure his opponent. So we, we didn't really see this too much against Izzy until the later rounds, you know, when he did land some big shots and then he forced the takedown. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, he needs to not rush in this fight. He needs to not follow Glover to the ground. Mm-hmm. If he knocks yeah, him yeah. down, if he knocks him down, let him stand back up. Get the ref to bring it back up, and then knock him down again until he goes to sleep. Look, I mean, fuck, Glover's the most, you know, probably one of the most durable guys in the light heavyweight division, if not the fucking UFC. Um, mm-hmm. But Jan needs to not make it a grappling fight. He needs to keep that range. Those body kicks, mate, they're going to pay absolute dividends in this fight. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think the way that he's got to do it, set up his punches with his kicks, maybe. I mean, a lot of fighters set up their pu- their kicks with their punches, but maybe Jan needs to land a couple of good good body kicks, make mm-hmm. Glover drop that elbow, um, or start hunting for the takedowns, and then get some of that 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 left uppercut or that left hook um, coming yeah. in. So I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go opposite to you on this one, man. I think Jan retains the belt, um, and I'd love. I can't wait to see him fight Prokashka, Jerry Prokashka, or whatever the, how the fuck you pronounce his name. I think it's going to be an absolute bomb. Um, but, yeah, Jan needs to not make it a grappling fight. Don't fall onto the ground, and, and I think he'll come away with the TKO in, in, in the late third or early in the fourth. Interesting, interesting. Because, like, excuse my lack of knowledge, um, but isn't Jan, like, maybe brown or black belt, or isn't he... Like, he's he's black belt in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah, he's a black belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I think it's it's inevitable that... Jan is going to hit Glover and going to put him down. Like, mm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, know, I, 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 you know, like, that, that is going to happen. So, like, I'm just... Obviously, w- when that does happen, because it's going to happen, um, <laughs> like, Jan is going to go try finish. Um, but obviously, Glover's been there since fucking before Christ has been born. <laughs> um, you know, he's done this millions and one times before. So, you know, it's going to happen. So he's ready for you know he's gonna bang ready to go, but like you know Jan is no like he's he knows how to hold himself on the ground. So if and when that does happen, I'm very interested to see that kind of, especially the first um kind of scenario of like when Glover gets put down, and when Jan goes in, mm. how, how that proceeds, and then you know if he hits him one or two and then Glover's out, then you know game over, good night. But if he yeah. doesn't connect cleanly. You know, Glover's obviously going to pull him in. He's going to try to take, you know. I, I'm just very, very interested in the ground game that will happen if it does happen from there and then onwards. Yeah, it, it's, it would be it would be interesting. But I think if, if Jan does that, he's playing into Glover's hands. Yeah, um, 100%. That, I so even, even though Jan is a black belt, I'm sure he's fantastic and he's got more subs victories than he does KO. But um yeah, I, I I don't see Jan following him down to the ground and um, we're trying to work it that way because coming off the fight with Adesanya where he did wrestle him in the sort of last two rounds quite heavily, it's yeah. a, a huge fucking difference between wrestling 
Adesanya, oh, who, who comes in underweight anyway, and then Glover Teixeira, after he's weighed in, he's probably going to be sitting around 2.9, 2.10, maybe 2.11, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know if that's yeah, the dude, game. It, it's a massive, massive difference, yeah. 100% agree. Well, yeah, fantastic. So we've we've had a few a uh, few disagreements. I uh, can't say I'm I'm surprised, and I definitely can't say I'm impressed. But let's just do <laughs> let's just do a bit of a summary and a bit of a run back. So for for our casual sure. listeners out there, um, you know, just to just cut to cut to the cut to the skinny. Um, Magomed Ankalev against Volkan Ozdemir. Who have you got there? Magomed. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. 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 And how's he going to get it down? Um, I think just. Very detailed left kick knockout. Yeah. yeah, but a knockout in some shape or form. Fantastic. I, I, I would agree. I think uh it, it definitely has the potential to go the whole way. Um but I think Magomed gets it done maybe in the second, early third. How about our friends Li Jing Liang and, and, and Hamzat Chamaev? Um I can see Kamza doing it but it's not gonna be as easy as previously. It's yeah. gonna be a bit of a to and fro and yeah, we're, we're going to see him be troubled, which is good, but yeah, comes up. Yeah, I think we're going to have to go comes up, right? Like if... Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, without going over everything we've said, I think, yeah. Comes up late in the first, early in the second, maybe. Um, Alexander Volkov, Drogo, and uh, Marcin Tibur, Tibura. I'm all Volkov at this one. Like, yeah. it's going to be not a competition. Yeah. Just Volkov. Easy. And, and initially, I think you said decision. Did anything I say sway your mind, thinking that he's going to stop him in his tracks? Um, you made some good points, but I just no. I, I just think it's going to be Volkov. Um, probably decision. I. All right. Not a bad bet. I'm going to go Alexander Volkov with TK finish. Um, yep. Our boy Dan Hooker against Islam. Oh. Fuck me, me. Oh. I, ha- I have to stick with Dan. Um, all right, my uh, man. As much as my like <laughs> my mind and like all educational views and what I might think will happen, but you know, I just think you know if Dan's going to burn his boat, I'm going to burn my canoe. You know, I'm going to burn it all. <laughs> Fuck it. You know, it is what it is. Amen, brother. Amen. All right, look, yeah, I, I think you've got to put it on Dan. He's He's in the he's yeah he's fought better than he ever has. He's looking fantastic. He's confident. Yeah, he's swaggered up. He's ready to throw down. He's ready to TKO. Send that guy back to fucking back to where he came from. I love 100%. it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Dan as well. Let's hope he gets that TKO. But I think we'll happily take a decision win there. Um, yeah. Sanhagen. I, I mean, fuck. I think this is where the upset's gonna come. You're going for Sanhagen. I'm going for Piotrian. Final thoughts. Yeah, I, I'm all in Sanhagen, mate. Like, as much as I love Peter, um, I just think Sanhagen's got it all day. Five rounds with a fucking Russian assassin is a long time. 25 minutes inside that octagon. Do you think Corey's going to TKO, or how do you think he's going to get it done? He doesn't need three rounds, mate. I reckon <laughs> if, he do, if he doesn't do it before three, um, he will win it on points, which he should have done with Dylan Shaw. Mm-hmm. Um he, he will win it on output and kind of damage and stuff like sorry not damage he'll do it on output and kind of strikes hit but um I just have a feeling that he's going to get a knockout um wow w- w- which you might say is pretty crazy <laughs> against Peter but I don't know you know I'm going to follow the heart if it's not knockout he'll win the butt points easy look mate I mean at the end of the day it's the fight game right anything Aye. anything can Aye. happen anything can happen we're seeing crazy fights with this turn up um and no matter how many how much money's on the line? There's always going to be that one time the underdog does land that sweet spot punch or that kick. 
Uh, we've seen Sanhagen do it before, that wheel kick. You know, it looked like he barely clipped the top of the guy's head, but he, he still went down and he pulled that off. So, yeah, I, I, I respect it. This could be that upset that we're talking about, but I think Petion gets it done in five, um, and it goes to the judges. But, I mean, before you go to bed tonight, your homework is to go and watch uh, the the Piotrian and Jose Aldo fight and just see how, how destroyed Aldo was at the end of the fourth round. Okay. All right. Uh, my man. I've, take, I've taken down my homework for tonight. Hey. Perfect. And that goes out to anybody listening as well. It's one of the free fights on YouTube. Piotr Jan, um, Jose Aldo, and, and have a look at just amazing, fight. amazing fight. All right. And the card the, the card that uh, is for the belt, um, you, you sort of stated Glover. Um, and I've sort of, obviously, I, I'm going to give it to Legendary Polish Power. So long as it sort of stays up in that. But you, you're saying what? Glover wins by decision, or you're going to go with TK? Um, to to be honest, man, I'm kind of. It, it's a tough one to choose the exact kind of outcome. Um, something in my mind sways towards a submission because that's what I want to happen. <laughs> um, you know, Jan has got the power, so I think that Jan is going to put him down. As usual, Glover goes down, as we mentioned previously. So, yeah, I'll have to sway towards Glover just being out, looking like he's out and gone and done, and then eventually getting the submission. Um, yeah, so I, I think Glover by sub. I have no idea what round, but he's going to get it. That way. All right, all right. I respect it, I respect it, and I think Jan's getting that TKO. I think he's getting it in the third or the fourth there, mate, unfortunately, to tell you. <laughs> I, also, I also respect that, mate. Like, it is a tough one to call, um, and I think we both have kind of pretty good arguments to make, but hey, we, we will find out on Sunday, won't we? <laughs> we absolutely will. All right, and just before we sign off here as well, um, I want to know... Which which fight which fight is the upset fight out of out of the cards that we out of the card um, out of the card we talked about and the fights we mentioned who gets the upset who gets it done is it going to be Li Jing Liang is it going to be Marcin Tabor is it going to be Hooker is it going to be Sandhagen or do you think maybe even Glover you're just picking the underdogs here I feel. <laughs> but man, like like okay so like if you're looking at an upset it has to be Li Jing Liang because yeah. nobody is expecting it yeah um. And yeah, as I said previously, I, I want to see some kind of fucking you know craziness in that fight. I want to see Kamza being put up against the ropes, whatever yeah. or the octagon, whatever. But <laughs> you know, like that's going to be for me. If Li Zhang Ling wins, that's going to be the biggest upset. But you know, I, I'm I'm looking at Islam and Dan Hooker. Like out of all of the fights, out of all of six fights, that was the one where I really, really, really struggled to kind of pick. Who was mm. going to win? Like, mm. the statistics in terms of, like, height, like, reach, strikes, all went to Dan. But then my, the rest of my kind of very minimal knowledge um, on YouTube uh, <laughs> was, like, looking at Islam. I was like, fuck, like, what, what, like, but then that's, like, you know, like, it's biased, is it this, but then the stats, you know, it's a tough one. But, you know, if I had to pick one fight that I wanted to watch... Out of all of these six fights, it would be definitely Islam versus Dan. Um, and I'd happily miss rest of them just to see that, even though it's only two rounds. But, yeah. What about you, Woods? Uh, mate, I, I think this this is a, an amazing card. There's so many amazing fights. There's so much chance for upset, you know. Um, and, a, again, going off what you've sort of said there, look, I mean, everyone knows that the Islam... 
Dan Hooker fight could be very one-sided, but there's still a good argument for Dan Hooker. But coming back to the to the Leech versus the Wolf, Leeching Liang versus Hamzat, I think that the potential for upset there is unreal. If if Hamzat comes in unfit, unhealthy, fatigued, and Lee lands some of those wild shots that he throws after taking a few from Hamzat and not not being shaken or stirred, um, <laughs> then then mate, that's that's his martini. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, mate. What about the X Factor? Who's bringing the X Factor? Who's coming in piping hot? Um. To be honest, there's only one out of all of the twelve fighters. Um, just I'm gonna put a number thirteen in there, so I do I do know that one of he's a bit of a bit of a highlight in terms of the world and UFC and kind of the where the world is going in terms of like celebrities and all that kind of stuff. But he goes by the name of Hasbulla. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you know who that is? I know, I know, the, I know the little man. I know Hasbulla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I heard, I heard just, just from my connections that he's fighting a McGregor next. Oh really? Aye. Well, Aye. well, talk about X Factor. That the <laughs> Hasbulla versus McGregor. I'm gonna put it in the in the hashtags. I'm gonna put it in the Spotify in the Spotify handle, mate, and people are going to be listening and going, what the fuck are these stupid Kiwis? Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Hasbulla by TKO, he kicks him in the leg and it's all over. No. Hey, it is McGregor, so hey, we're, we're used to that. <laughs> all right, hit me, with, hit me with the fight of the night. Who's it going to be? Who's the fight of the night on the main card here? Who are we looking at? Good question, good question. Um, fight of the night... Um, it's between two, to be honest. It's either Islam, Dan, or it's going to be Peter and Corey. Yeah. Um, it, it is quite hard. Um, just because um, Peter and Corey is going to be a five-round fight, because it's a title fight, um, I'm going to sway towards that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely keep an eye on Dan and Islam, because that's yeah. going to be pretty good. But, yeah, it has to be Peter and Corey, because there's going to be fireworks. And, yeah, that, that's what I would say. What about you? Absolutely, yeah. Look, in the same, uh, in in the same realm there. I think, look, any of these fights, so much risk for upset, so much opportunity for a performance of the night. If Jan Blakovich, you know, catches Glover with a big left hand and really knocks him out, or even even Alexander Volkov pulls off a, a really impressive knockout against Tybora, or the other way around, or or Khamzat really does just one and done it on on Li Jingliang. I mean, fuck. You know, those could easily be performance of the night performances. But when it talk, when it comes to fight of the night, I think you're right, mate. Piotr Jan, Corey Sanhagen, that's, it's going to be the, the, you know, if, if Piotr still had the, the belt, I think this would be um, would be the last fight on the card, the, the real main event. 100%, mate. I, I completely agree. Um, <laughs> for once? Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first time for everything. Isn't but it? hey, look, at, at the end of the day, um, I think this is... You couldn't ask for a better warm up or a better kind of build up to the the fights for next week. Like we're mm. like we're blessed. We're blessed. This is like fucking, you know, all the fighters you want. So you you've got Kamza, you've got fucking Dan Hooker versus Islam. Uh-huh. Then you've also got like you know the heavyweight fight. You know, just we're being blessed, and then next week is going to go another level up. <laughs> so you know, mate. Hey, it's good. It's good. I, I'm loving it, and we shall see. We shall see. I look forward to talking to you the same night, mate. At the same time next yeah. week. Look, before I let you go, again, I did. I did sort of um, mention that I did want to sort of have a look into the pound for pound for the men's division at least. Um, yep. After after Volkanovski's impressive win, after uh, 
uh, over Brian Ortega. It, it pushed John Jones down to number four. I've always said, look, if he's not fucking active, get him off. He's, he's, he's barely in the roster anymore. He, he's, he's obviously going through some real shit uh, in his life. They've kicked him out of the gym that he was training in. He's, he's you know, being labeled an alcoholic. Um, he's also been labeled the best of all time. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely an argument to keep him in there. But is he going to fight again in the UFC? I've said for a little while that he won't, as much as I really do want him to, because he's definitely, again, an argument for one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, but good to see Volkanovski, old, old mate Volk, getting some respect on that name. Um, he should have been a lot higher for a long time, I think. Um, although there's obviously some stiff competition when it comes to being the pound-for-pound top-ranked fighter in the world. Um, but how do you feel? Izzy's jumped up to number three after his second you know, win over Vittori. Comfortable decision wing. Volkanovski teeing in at number two. And then the Nigerian nightmare, Kamari Usman, um, being the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. What are your thoughts, Steve Mullally? Finish strong. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> it, it is quite interesting. Um, I'll just quickly assess John Jones. Um, amazing fighter. Um, there's no man, woman, dog or cat, hamster or mice. There's there's no one that can like dispute that. But at the end of the day, he's inactive. So like, does he have a and you know, like, kind of an argument to today's rankings? Definitely not. Like, on the history of UFC and kind of, you know, who is the best in the world from today and 50 years ago, just a number. But, um, yeah, more than likely he does have one because he's fucking amazing. But right now, in this day and age, no, he, he definitely doesn't because there's so many other fighters out there that have fucking... I say they've they've got their hand in the in that kind of pond or whatever you want to put it and like mm. you know you know there's it's interesting because you know if he fought Francis Ngannou who would win? <laughs> to me, John Jones is going to win because really? I, don't, I just don't think Ngannou has the technicalities that John Jones has. But when Gane beats Ngannou. Then I think Ghana is gonna school John Jones because Ghana is a different type of fucking fighter, and John Jones is like, oh, what is this shit? But yeah, to go back to what you said in terms of like pound for pound, um, there's there's literally so many factors you can put on it. Like, you know, some people say Khabib, Khabib, but then not Khabib has not fought these guys. He's he's only won this amount, and then you've got Adesanya. You've got there's literally. Like, just so many statistics and... Like, to me, it comes down to personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, who do you personally think has got, you know, your vote? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, I can give you 500 arguments, you give me 500 arguments. <laughs> like, exactly. And if we were talking yeah. the, uh, our, our personal greatest of all times and, and got, went down that bloody rabbit hole, I mean, different story, right? But for what it is at the moment, the top five and the pound for pound... If you see Jan win this fight on Sunday morning, he's probably going to go up to number four, which pushes John Jones down to five. If Dustin pulls the win off against Charlie Olives, look, he's going to be probably pushed up to five, which pushes John Jones down to six, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, he's eventually going to be wormed out of the rankings anyway. But for where for the state of it, where it's at at the moment, I reckon get him off there. Um, but exactly. But the moral no, of the- I agree. I said two things. So. 
In terms of John Jones, um, if he wants to be high up in rankings, um, like stop doing drugs, stop being, you know, fucking actually put yourself into it the way the other fighters are because they're mm. they're training 100% and they're not fucking letting drugs drink and lifestyle problems get in the way. Mm. And the second thing I will say, um, honestly, in my opinion, um, so what are we in now? We're 2021. I'd say by 2023, Charles Oliveira, as you call him, Charles Olives, I think he will be the pound for pound best fighter. Yeah. I think anybody that comes up in the lightweight division, he's going to school, whether it's on the feet or by fucking on the ground, whatever you want to put it. I, I personally think that he will be the number one. Wow, that's 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 a big call. <laughs> there's, hey, there's, uh, no, it's, I look. love him. I love him. I love him. He, he's the man, and I just think that he's got he's got a lot to offer in many aspects, and we've not even scratched the surface yeah. in terms of what what we've seen on the TV. Yeah, absolutely. And look to to put Charles Oliveira in in conversation with you know pound for pound fighters like Usman and and Volkanovski and Adesanya. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. If if he does. If and when he gets the victory over Dustin Poirier, yeah, that's going to change things. That lightweight division is is explosive at the moment. You'd make some really interesting fights for after that fight. You know, the winner of Chandler um, and Gaethje. I mean, we're going to see that very soon. Um, you know, whether you know whether they're going to play back a rematch between Chandler and Oliveira or Gaethje, Gaethje and Oliveira is going to be a super interesting fight. I mean, you've got some really good up and comers in the lightweight division as well. Brad Riddell, our boy. You know, Rafael Fazeev. Um, you know, so huge arguments for that, but a lot of respect for Oliveira, but a lot more respect for Alexander Volkanovsky. Big ups. He's now second on the on the men's pound for pound um, list, which is where he should have been a long time ago. And Adesanya, number three. Put some respect on my boy's name. Yes. One hundred percent, man. Let's uh, get him in as a guest uh, upcoming soon. No. Um, well look I've taken up an hour and a half of your Friday evening Steve I really appreciate it again look this is our unfiltered unlicensed uneducated casual opinion about uh, the USC card coming up this weekend Blakovich versus Teixeira follow us at MMA Casuals on Twitter let us know how you guys found the episode signing off for now I'm Nick Woodley this is Steve Mulally Steve any final Irish words for us on this Friday evening nah just be safe guys Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And as always, it's been a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Keep it casual. Take care.